crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people trying to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn you went. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safer, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn in their guns. Always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell pay. I've gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn Welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee, and so very glad to have you along for the ride. Thank you so much for being here. Now, before I get started, I need to go ahead and... Uh, invite you to visit uh, today's first sponsor. Uh, we're talking about the fine folks over at Native Path. Now, Native Path, uh, their sponsorship is coming close to time for a decision to be made in regards to them renewing sponsorship. Uh, at this point, it's kind of looking like that's probably not going to happen. Uh, so, at any rate... There's still a possibility. Uh, it's going to depend entirely up to you guys. Uh, you guys have to decide for yourselves if you are going to make a purchase of Native Paths Antarctic Krill Oil. Now, you have to decide. In my mind, with the woke virus having fully infected the medical profession as we've seen it, I know we've all got to take our health into our own hands. That means that we have to eat right. We've got to 
exercise smarter. We've got to rest better. And if we're going to take a supplement, we need to make sure that it's a supplement that's effective, that it's bioavailable, that it's going to do the things we need it to do. So if you're worried about your heart, your memory, or swollen, achy joints, then Antarctic krill oil is a no-brainer. It has a unique form of omega-3 fatty acid that works up to eight times better than most other varieties that you're going to get out there. So... All you really need to know is that this krill oil supplement from Native Path has been shown to support healthy blood pressure. It's been shown to support circulation. Brain health has improved, as well as reducing inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. There's never been a better time to try it for yourself. All you have to do is go to fixswollenfeet.com and take advantage of an offer that's available to listeners of Tap Into the Truth. You can get up to 58% off the Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil, depending on whether you take full advantage of the best offer made available. Now, Native Path is offering a krill oil that's pure, it's effective, it's easily absorbed by the body, and it contains that unique omega-3 fatty acid that's known to reduce inflammation and swelling. Limited time, go grab Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil and take full advantage of that best offer that's available to listeners of Tap Into The Truth by going to FixSwollenFeet.com. Again, I can't guarantee you that it's going to work as well for you as it has for me, my ankles and knees in particular, but I can tell you that given the price and given how well it's worked for me, it's worth giving it a shot. Now, speaking of health, aren't you glad you don't live in a nation with socialized medicine, despite the best efforts of the folks on the left? I say that because, as you know, if you're a longtime listener in particular, I often mention Charlie Gard. Sometimes I just mention him in passing and talk about how uh, he's the perfect example of why a freedom-loving nation, a people that consider themselves to be free, should never accept socialized medicine, should avoid at all costs a single-payer system, because despite the left's best efforts to paint a perfect picture of how great it would be if you didn't have to pay for it, it's never, it's never anything about actually providing health care. It's always about control. It's a best case scenario. It's rationed care where you have some dispassionate bureaucrat making determinations about your treatment. The doctors don't get to make it, but doctors, the nurses, everyone in the medical profession, they become employees of the state. So even if the physician is the one who gets to make the decision, uh, even though that's almost never the case, well, what you end up having is that physician is still working on the best interest of the rationing that is ordered by the state. I've tried waiting a few days because there's a new example. And in some ways, it's worse than Charlie Gard. I've waited a few days to talk about it because at first I was so emotional and so upset when I first heard about this story while 
this young woman, 19 years old, uh, in the UK, the United Kingdom. When I first heard about it, she was in a legal battle to try to get released from the UK healthcare and travel to Canada, of all places, also uh, rationed care, but there was a specialized treatment going on there. She tried to get herself released so she could go to do that choice of her own accord, and yet the legal battle prevented her from doing it. Prevented her and her family from even revealing basic details about this case, but what made it even worse is as I was trying to get my feelings under control, as I was talking and to myself and, and thinking and trying to get my thoughts together about the similarities between this and Charlie Gard and this and uh, Alfie, uh, you know, it's, it's just astounding that we're here because Alfie Evans, Charlie Gard, they were children, babies, uh, barely even able to, you know, communicate in any fashion. And yet, we're talking about the UK's health system, the National Health Service, deciding that it was about letting these children die with dignity. And they did it again here. The part that makes it worse is this 19-year-old woman. Well, she was able to communicate. Let, let me paint the picture. It got worse because she died. So a 19-year-old UK woman with a rare disease died during a legal fight to try to circumvent a ruling that she was not competent to make decisions about her care despite her desire to go abroad for experimental treatment. Sound familiar? Quoting here, I want to die trying to live. This is what this 19-year-old woman told one of the psychiatrists that were evaluating her. We have to try everything. Now, the woman, known anonymously as S.T., again, due to the legal restrictions on reporting, died from cardiac arrest late on September 12th of this year. She had been dying from a progressively degenerative mitochondrial disorder very much similar to what Charlie Gard had. She had hoped to travel to Canada to take part in medical trials for a nucleotide therapy to help her survive. However, legal challenges obstructed the effort, and on August 25th, a judge agreed with the unnamed National Health Service's trust doctors and ruled that she was unable to make decisions for herself. After her death, her family released a statement through solicitors, uh, that's the British version of lawyers, in case you're not familiar with the lingo. The statement says, and I quote, The disease S.T. faced was immense, 
But she and we refused to give up hope, no matter how small that hope was. And again, this is a family who cannot be named, nor can they name their daughter in any fashion other than ST because of the legal restrictions that are currently on face, and they won't be able to do it until these restrictions are lifted. And that's one of the things they're still currently fighting. They're now fighting to try to get these restrictions lifted so that they can tell their daughter's story in its entirety. But let me get back to the statement. ST was a committed Christian and firmly believed that life is the most precious gift we have from God. Every family faced with such a challenge and tragedy should have the opportunity to leave no stone unturned when trying to save the life of their child. Instead, in our hour of need, when we needed it most, we were taken to court and had severe reporting restrictions placed upon us. We were essentially given a choice. Give up and let us prepare your daughter for death or have your lives dismantled and torn apart if you wish to resist us. We chose to give up everything for our daughter. They were paying for attorneys. They eventually got some legal help, but initially they were paying out of pocket for their attorneys. They were challenging the system and they were challenging the hospital. They were fighting for their daughter's right to seek experimental treatment. Now, before her death, ST was conscious, she was able to speak. She had done well in school before her health declined after she caught, of all things, COVID-19 back in August of 2022. Her disease did not affect brain function, though she suffered health problems uh, like impaired sight, hearing loss, chronic muscle weakness, bone disease, and chronic lung and kidney damage. All this part of this mitochondrial disorder that, for whatever reason, did not kick in until after she caught COVID. This, this is the timeline laying down. I, the one thing I haven't been able to find is uh, if she had actually been, you know, uh, jabbed. But it, anyway, none of that matters at this point. She has passed away. So for more than a year, she had been in intensive care. Uh, she had to have an artificial respirator to keep breathing. She was eating through a feeding tube. She had to undergo dialysis on a regular basis. But she had not one, two psychiatrists. Two psychiatrists that the hospital had tasked with assessing ST made their determination. They certified that she was free from mental health issues and that she had the mental capacity to make decisions for herself. Clearly not good enough for the health system, clearly not good enough for the doctors that had already decided that it was time for ST to die. The medical professionals in charge of her treatment maintained that she was approaching or 
had already begun the final stage of her life, that she was, in fact, quoting here, actively dying. The NHS Trust had asked the court to approve a care plan for the woman, an end-of-life care plan for the woman. A plan that would remove her from dialysis and thus result in death by kidney failure in a few days' time. On August 25th of 2023, a court judgment came down. Justice Jennifer Roberts of the High Court of England and Wales ruled that S.T. lacked the capacity to instruct her lawyers, and said that the protective court should decide on her best interest. In Robert's view, S.T. was, and quoting here again, unable to make a decision for herself in relation to her future medical treatment, including the proposed move to this end-of-life care, because she does not believe the information she has been given by her doctors. I will come back to that. Citing the evidence presented before the court, the judge ruled it probable that ST showed a, quote, complete inability to accept the medical reality of her position or to contemplate the possibility that her doctors may be giving her accurate information and due to the result of the impairment of or the disturbance in the functioning of her mind and brain. Now, both S.T. and her family objected to the ruling and had hoped to appeal it. There are strict rules against reporting identifiable information about S.T., her family, or the hospital involved due to a court-imposed transparency order dated back to March. The order came at the request of the unnamed NHS trust physician. Thankfully, the Christian Legal Center uh, got involved. ST's family had said that they are legally prevented from public comment and media interviews about her situation. They have not been allowed to ask for prayers or raise money to pursue extraordinary treatment, estimated to cost about $1.9 million, uh, money that was freely given for Charlie Garth. Money that was raised worldwide by activists who wanted to try to help get that child either to the United States or to Israel or to another destination in Europe where they had experimental treatments ongoing to give the child an opportunity at some kind of hope to let the parents make a determination that they should be able to let their child live and the the National Health Service, they learned their lesson about letting these things go public. They had to keep this quiet because they didn't want to face the same kind of backlash that they did when they were looking at Charlie Gard, when they were hearing from people criticizing them about Alfie Evans, people that they were going to be 
off the hook when it comes to the financial responsibilities. All they had to do was release those children to their parents and other people, other generous people were ready and willing to give some kind of hope. And even though people should never be guinea pigs, at the very least, there would have been new data points in the research, and we would have been one step closer to a cure for people suffering from this and other similar disorders. But no, no, no. Because it's never about health care, and it's not about the well-being of the child, but I'll come back to that too. The family will seek to overturn the reporting restrictions so that their daughter can be identified by name in public. And I cannot wait until I can tell you this young woman's name. And I hope that's a moment that comes. It would not surprise me if the court didn't continue to side along with the. Uh, the National Health Service here and try to keep this quiet because, again, they don't want to face the kind of backlash that they know they have coming. They're going to get it anyway, but at least at this rate, they're able to avoid a, a huge portion of it. Continuing to quote from the statement from the parents. We're not out for revenge, but we want justice for our daughter and for other victims of this cruel system. ST found herself trapped in a medical and legal system governed by a toxic paternalism that condemned her for wanting to live. She was in a race against time to escape the system and the certain death it wished to impose on her. The system has now succeeded, but this is not the end. Day after day, in the intensive care ward, we and ST had to exist and keep going in an environment that had given up on her right and wish to live. Death, we were told, was the only remedy and the only hope. In such an environment, it meant we were afraid to leave her bedside and were therefore forced to give up our livelihoods to the point we now do not know how we will pay for her funeral. The family had no legal aid, as I already mentioned, and was paying its own lawyers until the Christian Legal Center offered pro bono help. But they'd already run up a legal bill by that time. But again, thank God for the Christian Legal Center stepping up to try to help. They are still paying legal fees and now must pay off their debts and pay for ST's funeral. Now that the woman has died, her family voiced serious concern about how the medical and legal systems acted. Again, we had similar concerns during the Charlie Guard and the uh, the Alfie Evans events we talked about in depth. Because ST, I'm back to quoting, by the way, because ST and our family refused to give up hope, doctors said that ST could not possibly have mental capacity to make decisions about her health. 
Despite the fact that two court-appointed expert psychiatrists and the Office of the Public Guardian all agreed that Esty did not <clears throat> have mental issues, that she did have full mental capacity, the court declared her to have no capacity either to make decisions about her health or even to instruct her own lawyers. From this case, we've learned that if you disagree with the NHS, you must, for that reason alone, be considered delusional. This has been deeply disturbing and traumatic to witness firsthand happening to someone you love. Now, the family called for urgent change to the health system. They were joined by Andrea Williams, chief executive of the Christian Legal Center. Final quote from the statement, uh, this statement from uh, Williams. The case of ST is not just about justice for her and her family but ensuring that justice in such cases is done with full transparency and proper scrutiny in this nation. Esty was truly a courageous and beautiful soul. She died advocating for the preciousness of life and importance of justice. Like I said at the top, I was trying to wait a few days to get my thoughts together about this particular news story because of how raw my feelings were on the matter initially. Uh, there's a reason why I promised to continue to just randomly bring up Charlie Garda. And here I have good reason. It wasn't that long ago that I most recently mentioned Charlie Garda. doesn't feel like my emotions are lessening any, though. So if I was going to wait until they did, if I was going to wait till I could think clearly and get my thoughts together and try to just be calculating in my argument without the emotion, which I try to do, especially when it comes to writing something, well, then I would never get to write this piece because I get so irate. When we bring up the topics of Charlie Gard or Alfie Evans, and I, I have to continue to bring them up because Charlie Gard, to this point, at least before ST, was the best example of why a single payer medical plan, uh, also known as socialized medicine, is undesirable for free people. It fails. It fails to take care of people. And it's never been about health care in the first place. It's about control. It's about control. And when it comes right down to it, we're talking about challenging the state. We're talking about challenging the power that the government has over its people once they have your health care under their thumb, once they control it, once they ration it, once they decide who gets what and how much, you don't have the right to challenge them. When they decide, oh, you're too far gone, uh, we're not going to bother, it's not even enough to let them off the hook. That's what we saw with Charlie Gard. 
And just like we're seeing with the political left here in this country, it's about destroying parental rights. The National Health Service in the UK has more power, more authority over the child than the parents do. The parents have to try to go to court to get their parental rights restored in order to take control of the health care of their children, and they fail every time. The, the court system there is not going to let you challenge the government. They're not going to let you challenge the state. They're not going to let you challenge the national health system's trust of doctors, because you have to trust the experts. Follow the science. Believe in them. You're automatically delusional in this case if you hang on to hope. It was about parental rights when it came to Charlie Gard. It was about parental rights when it came to Alfie. And in this case, it's about religious freedom. They mentioned in the statement, and, and others have mentioned that it was about faith, that, that S.T. was a committed Christian, that she believed. And it wasn't that she didn't believe what the doctors were telling her. It's that she chose to have faith in a higher power. She chose to believe that miracles could happen, but that it's still up to you to, to go out there and try your best to model the behavior. The judge in this case, the justice, Jennifer Roberts, she couldn't bring herself to believe that ST could be competent. Never mind the fact that two, not one, two appointed psychiatrists came back and certified that ST was in fact capable of making these determinations for herself, that she was not mentally impaired. She just couldn't accept. Justice Roberts couldn't accept that you could face this, you could hear what the doctors had to say to you, and that you could still have a positive attitude, that you could still hold on to any amount of hope. Hope is not allowed in their system, boys and girls, and it's the same thing anywhere where socialized medicine is the rule of the day. ST is dead today, and it was her faith in Christ that was the excuse used by an atheist system that simply can't stand to have you stand up to them. How dare you? Just like with the children, Alfie Evans, just like with Charlie Gard, they could have just turned them loose. They could have just said, all right, here you go. Good luck. We're rooting for you. The, the thing that you would expect from someone actually concerned about health care, about the well-being of the child. Oh, no, well, the credentials of the doctors that work for the trust, well, that's way more important. They know far better. The government employees that we dress up in and pretend like they're health care providers, but they're really just mitigators of profit and loss 
that they are on the front lines of keeping everyone's budget intact. They get to make this decision because that's the job they've been tasked with. They are duly appointed agents of the state, and we do not get to challenge them. Not in this kind of a system, not in a single-payer system, not when medicine has been socialized. And it doesn't matter if it's in the UK. It doesn't matter if it's in Canada. It doesn't matter if you bring it here to the United States. It will be the same. There are limits to how much resources are available. And if you think for a second that the poor are going to get the benefit of the doubt, that they're going to get the best options available, then you are far more delusional than ST was. ST chose faith. ST and her family chose faith. They chose to try. They chose to believe in the sanctity of life. They chose to believe that regardless of the outcome, if they could just be released to participate in this trial, that regardless of the outcome, God's will would be done. And that's where the court had to intervene, and that's where the state has to intervene, because the problem here, it's still the same as it was with Alfie Evans and with Charlie Gard. You can't pretend for a second that the family matters more than the government because then that keeps the leftist from being in charge. It keeps the state from being the ultimate expression of control. And here they have to attack someone of faith. Again, for the same reasons that we talk about why the left hates honest faith to begin with, because people of faith are never going to rely solely on the state either. These people were punished because of their beliefs and because they refused to just accept the feeling of hopelessness that the left, that the political left in any part of the world needs the population to suffer from because that's the only thing that keeps them from rising up and overthrowing the slavery of leftist ideology, and make no mistake about it, Marxism that paints a pretty utopian picture, but always ends up in slavery. Just, just too much. All right, I've gone a little long on this segment, but honestly, I could probably go the rest of the hour. I would just start repeating myself at this point, though. Uh, we have to continue to fight the good fight here. We cannot allow socialized medicine to ever become the rule of the day because this is exactly what happens. This young lady lost her life because the state and because the court had to exercise their power over this girl. I'm just... Can't help it. I, I have to stop. Don't go anywhere. Going to take the mid-hour break right after I remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holsters. Uh, right now, Vanish Holsters uh, is offering you a $40 automatic uh, discount activation if you will use www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P Special offer for listeners to tap into the truth. What they have is 
what, according to thousands of their customers, it's the most comfortable holster on the planet. But it's not just about the comfort. It's also about its ability to save you money. It works with nearly all semi-automatic handguns. It's designed to work without a tactical belt. That's one of those hidden expenses that maybe you're not thinking about when you pick out a new holster. Beyond that, it also works in multiple positions. So if you're not 100% comfortable with one position, you can switch up the position till you find something that works. It also uh, holds two additional magazines, so you're good to go in the event that you need to make a quick reload. But regardless of all that, it's very important if you've been putting off checking them out, or maybe you checked them out before, but you're putting off making a purchase, please don't wait much longer. Bidenomics is killing a lot of businesses. Uh the Vanish has been putting off and putting off and putting off price increases. They're still trying to hold out. That's why they had to reduce the uh, $50 discount down to 40 And very soon, they're not going to have a choice but to raise prices. Uh, most likely will happen before the end of the year. So please take full advantage of the buying power of your dollar while you still have some buying power of the dollar. Uh, go visit them. Check out what they've got. And if you're planning on making that purchase, don't don't hesitate much longer. You're running out of time uh, before the prices will have to go up. So one more time, that's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. This is Taya Shoemaker. From homeschoolreadyornot.com, and you're listening to Tim Tap Tap Into the Truth. The Department of Homeland Security continues to reward illegal border crossers instantly with $332.5 million. Yup, your taxes at work. While the Biden administration punishes we the people. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. The Biden administration is on a never-ending mission to allegedly destroy our ability to properly raise our own children, worship Yahweh, live in peace and tranquility. Eat healthy food, utilize gas stoves, protect ourselves from thugs, etc., etc. Homeland Security has rewarded ungrateful illegal border crossers with $332.5 million tax dollars for temporary shelter while they await being dropped off throughout the USA in large cities, suburbs, little towns, and hamlets. Even the beaches of Waikiki and along the beautiful Pacific Coast Highway in sunny California. This latest move by the government is part of a long list of actions the current regime has taken to destroy our unique, exceptional nation way of life. They seek to make life so miserable 
that we will one day beg big government to take full control of society and make us safe. But if you're one willing to give up your liberty for so-called security, you deserve neither. I'm Ron Edwards. Let's meet on the next page from the Edwards Notebook. See ya. Being stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key. The idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. When I invented MyPillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition MyPillow. The Giza Elegance MyPillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueRidgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made This is Ed Dowd. I'm with Finance Technologies, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you so very much for staying with me through that very brief break. And, uh, you know, I continue to be very miffed about the story of ST. Uh, before we get back to the next story, and I'll try to uh, keep the next story rather brief, do want to remind you about how you can be prepared for whatever life throws at you by just spending a little time preparing. <laughs> yes, how do you get prepared? Well, you prepare. Uh, now I'm starting to sound like uh, Kamala Harris giving a speech, right? Uh, all kidding aside, though, if you want to be prepared for when things go sideways, you do have to put in some effort and some planning. And there are some folks out there that are pretty good at helping you get where you need to be. Uh, our friends over at Four Patriots, for example. Now, Four Patriots, based out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, they also have warehouses out towards Utah. They are prepared to ship things to you that you are going to find very useful. Now, maybe, maybe you just need to get some survival food kits uh, stored up, and get you a little bit of buildup, just in the event that. Uh, a terrible storm comes through and the local grocery stores are down and out of order for a couple of weeks. Well, what are you going to do? How are you going to survive? Well, some of you are ready for that. Some of you may not be. Regardless of your preparedness level, Four Patriots has got some fantastic survival food kits with great tasting products that are, it's hard to believe how good they actually taste. Way more than just rations. Don't just survive, thrive with Four Patriots Survival Food Kits. And the best part is that's not the only thing they've got going on. Uh, if you need backup emergency electricity, uh, they've got plenty of solutions for that. And they were just rated with the number one car survival kit, according to Field and Streams Magazine. They did a, a big... Uh, workup. They rated everybody's survival kits in several different categories, and our friends over at Four Patriots are very proud of the fact that their car kit uh, came in first place, according to the fine folks over at Build and Stream. Now, uh, I'm not going to tell you, hey, go buy this. Hey, go do that. What I am going to tell you is, please, please, for the love of all that's holy in heaven, do not wait till it's too late. Go visit our friends at 4 and see what they've got to offer. And when you see the items that you decide you absolutely have to have, don't forget to use promo code TAP, that's T-A-P-P, at checkout. Save yourself 10% on your order. In the age of Bidenomics, who can afford not to save money, right? So regardless of what you decide to get, remember, that's the number 4Patriots.com. Use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P. Save yourself 10% off of your order. Now, we have stuff going on here in the States, too, obviously. Right now, there's a place called Plum Grove in Texas. It's a Texas land developer out there has established a settlement north of Houston, where thousands of illegal migrants, illegal aliens, are believed to have settled, raising concerns among experts and elected officials that the development 400 miles 
in the interior of the United States could become a strategic asset for cartels. Seems a reasonable concern, right? It's located in Liberty County, Texas, near a small town called Plum Grove. The Colony Ridge development, it's a sprawling community that, based on an analysis of of publicly available information, is now over 60 square miles and nearly the size of Washington, D.C., its population is estimated to be anywhere between 50,000 to 75,000, and it's growing rapidly thanks to a marketing plan targeted at Texas's Hispanic population. Now, one of the uh, outlets that is covering the story is the Daily Wire, and they surveyed the development by helicopter to assess the true extent of its growth. The flight began in the wealthy Woodlands neighborhood, but it was only minutes before the designer homes and pools gave way to half-built homes, dilapidated trailers, and heaps of trash. Houses on the ground uh, fly the flags of foreign countries, and many homes display their addresses on spray-painted pieces of plywood. Many structures, some of which are not hooked up to running water, were under construction, while others were unfurnished but didn't appear to be actively getting worked on. At least one plot of land didn't have any structures at all, just a tent in the corner nestled between shrubs. Stray dogs without collars could be seen just trotting along the side of the roads, But despite what appears to be poor living conditions throughout much of the development, Colony Ridge is exploding. The view from the sky revealed a sprawling labyrinth of roundabouts and endless rows of sidewalkless streets with empty plots waiting to be developed. The edges of the property are dotted with construction vehicles, each one tasked with cutting and clearing and taking down part of the surrounding forest to make way for yet more growth. A calculation performed based on acreage and lot data provided on the uh, Colony Ridge website for each of their six subdivisions found that it was already more than 60 square miles, which is, again, bigger than major southern cities like Fayetteville, Arkansas, and Asheville, North Carolina. Colony Ridge, owned and operated by developer William Trey Harris, is rapidly expanding, at least in part due to financing arrangements that makes it possible for illegal aliens to buy land deep in the heart of Texas, while traditional financing methods require credit ratings and proof of income. If you want to be an American citizen and buy something like that, good luck to you. Todd uh, Bensman, a National Security Fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies, again, speaking to the Daily Wire, said that buyers at Colony Ridge are able to circumvent the usual requirements, even dodging the need to provide a social security number. Try that at your local bank, boys and girls. Quoting here from Bensman, 
because with a traditional bank loan, you need to be able to show that you have a credit rating and proof of income. Now, Benjamin said that, adding that buyers at Colony Ridge are asked to pay as little as a few hundred dollars as a down payment. Uh, back to quoting here, the loan is directly from the developer, bypassing traditional mortgages. And while the buyer might pay high interest rates near 15%, it's a great deal for someone with no other option to buy land in the country. In fact, I dare you to find a better deal anywhere else, period. Uh, especially, again, as a citizen. Now, doing business uh, as uh, Tarento's Houston, which, of course, translates to Houston land. The company appears to market its property entirely in Spanish, telling prospective buyers that they can own land in the United States. An advertisement posted on the Instagram page for this company appears to target those who are either not currently living in the United States or who are not citizens of the country and are here illegally. The caption of the the post, written in Spanish, roughly translates to still renting, own land in the United States. It encourages potential buyers to reach out via WhatsApp, known as a go-to app for millions of people who need to communicate internationally because it operates using an internet connection, bypassing traditional international calling restrictions and fees. Numerous posts are hashtagged, uh, hashtag Estados Unidos, which uh, my Spanish is horrible, but basically hashtag United States. In addition to marketing to those who might want to, quote, own land in the United States, Many of the development's employees appear to be foreign nationals themselves, living in Colombia and in other Latin American countries. Again, at least according to the LinkedIn page profile for the company. The plots of land come with nothing on them, and at an affordable price, the current offer is two adjacent plots of land for $65,000, with the buyers responsible for constructing a place to live. Likely due to the massive influx of migrants into Texas, especially since when Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. took office in 2021, Colony Ridge is in the midst of maybe its greatest boom ever. According to Michael Gunn, an independent journalist who's repeatedly flown over and driven through uh, Colony Ridge, in order to document its expansion, the projects that the development will soon house hundreds of thousands. Uh, he, he really, he's looking at it and he says that the growth, it, it definitely suggests that that's what's going to happen, and sooner rather than later. Uh, Jan, speaking again to the Daily Wire, said, quote, I don't know how many live there now, but this is going to be big enough for 200,000 people, they're actually building a city. Now, William Trey Harris, the developer, 
he's not responding to requests for comments about it. But an article was published by The Center Square featuring exclusive comment from both Harris and his attorney to push back against claims that Colony Ridge has become the largest illegal alien settlement in Texas. See, he wants to deny it. It seems like there's not much to deny, but he still, you know, wants to be seen as a good guy. In this particular uh, exclusive uh, comment, Harris and his lawyer state that the company does not advertise outside of the United States. Uh, technically, I guess I could say the same thing about my show. I still have a lot of listeners outside of the U.S., mostly folks who find it online. Hmm. We're worldwide that way, guys. But they don't advertise outside of the United States. Uh, they did acknowledge, however, that accommodations are made for applicants who may not have a social security number. Depending on the application, customers provide social security numbers, ITINs, Texas driver's licenses, uh, state IDs, passports, and other forms of identification. Uh, again, this is Harris explaining uh, the business practice. All that goes on to state that there is nothing illegal about non-citizens buying land in the United States and that property developers are not legally required to check immigration status. That's on the federal government's Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agents. Damn. When they're allowed to do their jobs, it is. Benzman, however, says that one of the reasons Colony Ridge is appealing it's the thin law enforcement in the area, which is struggling to keep up with the exploding population. Quoting again here, there's very, there's very thin law enforcement presence in the area. It's appealing because they plan to live and work illegally. That means that they probably have to break a whole lot of different kinds of laws in order to buy vehicles and drive the vehicles and maybe show documents to potential employers. When people buy here, they're buying peace of mind from law enforcement. Now I'm running out of time here in the first hour. I brought you the story of this particular settlement because it's important to know that, once again, greed is finding its way into a circumstance where people are knowingly bending the law themselves so that others may break the law, and there's no concern about the safety or well-being of the nearby neighbors because they're essentially building their own city. It's not the kind of thing that you would typically expect folks in the state of Texas to accept. But it is the kind of thing that technically isn't illegal, so not a lot they can do to stop it within the confines of decent society. All right, let's reset the hour. Don't go anywhere. We'll start again right after this brief break. From 
from a blue state plan Taught to praise the little man Told that unions saved the working class He was raised a red state son To love the flag and own a gun Warned about the greed within the mass They met beneath the moonlit sky A college party drunk and high And when they had degrees they said their vows He couldn't say when He couldn't say how He couldn't say why She was different in his eyes And had a kid Tried to live like their parents did But both their parties taxed them close to death They learned to hate the public schools Watch TV making fools While trial lawyers looted what was left She, she couldn't say when She couldn't say how She couldn't say why He was different in her eyes Saw them years ago A happy little cabin in the west They homeschooled on their farm Making so much more from so much less They can say when, they can say how, and they can say why, they're different in your eyes. They're different in your eyes. They're different in your eyes. Joe Biden. That's because hot. <laughs> America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I would put him in We know that there's no, there's no such thing to finish the job. More than half of the women on the, in my administration are women. You lost your child. He's gone. Look, um, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. We got it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we're diving headlong into hour number two. Thank you for being here. As always, I appreciate it. Before we dive into the next story, though, I need to take a moment to remind you that given the woke virus has infected the medical profession the way it has, it's time to take your health into your own hands. You do that by, you know, eating right, resting well, exercising smarter, and 
making sure if you're going to take supplements for anything in particular that it's bioavailable and it's effective. And the folks over at Native Path have got you covered there. If you're concerned about your heart, your memory, or swollen, achy joints, which is really where that's helped me, they've got this Antarctic Krill oil supplement that could help put an end to issues with all three. It's been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, as well as reduce inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. And there's never been a better time to try it for yourself. Just go to fixswollenfeet.com and take full advantage of an offer available to listeners to tap into the truth. Their krill oil is pure, it's effective, and it's easily absorbed by the body. It contains a potent version of omega-3 fatty acid that helps to reduce inflammation and swelling throughout the body for a limited time. You can grab Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil for up to 58% off their normal price. That is an offer only available to listeners of Tap Into The Truth. You can only take advantage of that by visiting FixSwollenFeet.com. Now, I'm making an impassioned plea to you that if you've been putting off visiting their website and seeing what their offer is please don't wait much longer uh, we're quickly coming up to the time where their sponsorship is coming to an end and a decision on whether or not they want to renew and continue to sponsor the show is going to depend heavily on what happens next and you guys control that now i say all that so that you know why I'm making the extra push because, again, I'm trying to be honest with you. But here's the other thing. I can't promise you that the uh, Antarctic krill oil from Native Path is going to work as well for you as it has for me. But I can't uh, tell you that it won't work better for you than what it's worked for me. And maybe in ways that it hasn't done for me. In my case, it's been my knees and my ankles in particular. Now, uh, from years of playing basketball as a, as a short kid that still was jumping all the freaking time, and then a guy who ended up putting on some extra pounds that he shouldn't that's harder on your joints, I can tell you that the miles, not so much the years, but the mileage I'd put on those particular joints, it was starting to show. I started taking the Antarctic krill oil from Native Path and the difference has been astounding. So while I can't guarantee you that it'll work as well for you as it did for me, I can tell you that it's worked phenomenally for me. And based on that alone, I would highly recommend that you at least give it a try. That much will not hurt, I promise you. So one last time, that's FixSwollenFeet.com. Funny-sounding funny URL but a serious, serious assistant in helping you to feel better. Fix Swollen Feet, all one word, dot com. All right, with that being said, let's jump into our number two's first story. And that, of course, is the story of a group of New York Democrats who are calling for, uh, well, wait, wait for it. Let me uh, get over here. They're calling for... Tax hikes on the wealthy. 
Uh, why, you might ask? Well, because they're New York Democrats, right? They don't really need a why. That's kind of their default position. But we were talking about a development that was turning into a city-slash-sanctuary for illegal aliens in Texas. In this case, the New York Democrats are wanting to increase taxes on the wealthy to help pay for New York's new migrant crisis. Yes, that's right. A group of 20 New York Democrats, including one representative, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, released a statement on Monday of this week, blasting the government's response to the migrant crisis and pitching a litany of measures that the city, state, and federal governments can take to help. Oh, isn't it nice? They're showing up with solutions. It's a shame their solution is we're going to take more of your money so we can just go spend money, even though spending money never seems to solve the problem. Wait, why do you guys keep voting for Democrats? Anyway, several of the lawmakers self-identify as Democratic Socialists. One proposal the group put forward is to increase state taxes on the top 5% of New Yorkers and have that money go towards homeless and migrant services. Now, quick question, guys. What's going to stop that top 5% of New Yorkers from, I don't know, moving to Florida or Tennessee or some other uh, tax-friendly state with better weather than what you guys have anyway. I mean, again, in the age of the modern internet, uh, even if you're conducting business in New York proper, it's not like you can't do it from a remote location. Uh, that's been pretty well ferreted out at this point. In fact, that technology has only gotten better. So, yeah, go ahead. Uh, keep raising taxes because eventually the top 5% of uh, wage earners in the state of New York are going to be people that currently are in the bottom 5% because they'll be the only ones left, They're the ones who can't afford to leave. Anyway, quoting here from Senator Jabari Bressport, who represents part of Brooklyn, quote, I would absolutely be over the moon if they call back a special session to raise taxes on the rich. Uh, if you live in Brooklyn right now, you should be calling the senator's office and asking Senator Jabari, mm, how do you define rich? Again, the proposal they put forth is for the top 5% of earners, but I really think when they say something as generic as the rich, you need to pin them down on exactly who it is they mean. And if that sliding scale continues to go down, uh, say the current top 3% just up and leave town, mm, then are you still going over the top 5% that's left? Because suddenly now you're 2% below an area of folks that you didn't consider to be rich enough just a few minutes ago. Uh, to try to cover the bill. And at what point, if you keep sliding down the scale, do you have to start bumping up 
the, the top 5% is no longer going to be taxable enough, you're going to have to go to the top 8%, the top 10%, the top whatever is left, the 7 illegal migrants over there across the street, now you're finally going to have to kick in something because you're literally the only people left in town. I mean, it could get to that point. It's not going to, obviously. But you understand what I'm saying. That's those top five percenters, they got no reason to stay. One or two of them may still feel some level of loyalty to the city or to the state. But most of them are rich because they understand how to make the most out of money, how to make the money work for them. And one of the first rules of making your money work for you is pay as little in taxes as possible, uh, preferably within the bounds of legality. But we all know some of the richer of the rich really don't feel obliged to follow the law either. Uh, again. Let me get back to the story. Continuing from Senator Jabari, Breastport. New York is the most unequal state with the most billionaires in it, and they do not pay what they owe to the rest of us in New York. What? What they owe to the rest of you? Okay. Anybody else's uh, spidey sense tingling on that? Any red flags raising? Uh, again, the senator wasn't done yet. So raising their taxes to fund social services for all New Yorkers. Woo! Dude thinks that's a good thing. The, the senator, representing part of Brooklyn, thinks that that's a winning strategy. Going out and saying that, oh, well, you know, New York, we're the most unequal state, blah. We got to even things up. We got to equal it out. Raising taxes, uh, raising those guys' taxes to fund social services for all New Yorkers. That's what they owe us. Excuse me, what is it you think someone else owes you? I mean, I don't care how rich you are. What do I owe you? What do you owe me? I mean, the last time I checked, in accordance to our social contract being fellow Americans, the only thing that I'm owed is that you treat me with the modicum of respect required for human dignity, and then I earn the rest. I earn any further respect that I get from you, or uh, I earn any level of disrespect that you feel like I have earned. But I don't owe you, Jack, and you don't owe me, Jack. Now, granted, I'm not a New Yorker, and maybe you don't feel the same if you were to leave uh, New York. Maybe you don't think California, who also is a very unequal state based on billionaires and millionaires compared to the average citizen in the state, maybe you don't think that they have the same situation going on. I don't know. I would have loved to have been there to ask you. Hey, what about some of these other unequal states? And what about the fact that a lot of these unequal states just so happen to be primarily run by a bunch of leftists? Is that a coincidence that we can talk about? Hmm. Anyway, the 20 Democrats also called for forcing New York's 
counties to take in and house migrants by expanding the right to shelter mandate statewide. Now, we've already seen in New York City proper now the overwhelming burden that it puts on the social services system to mandate a right for housing. Why would you want to take a plan that clearly isn't working in New York City and spread it throughout the entire state? See, their argument there is going to be that, well, then we can take these same people and we can spread them out. So now it's diluted. The effect overall isn't going to hit as hard everywhere. But they're not taking into the account the fact that more illegals are crossing the border every day and more of them are going to find their way to New York. They're going to find their way to other places too. But New York is not going to just, okay, we can just spread these folks out and be done with it. More are coming. And it doesn't matter if Joe Biden's got this great idea. Hey, oh, we're going to take that uh, stay in Mexico idea that Trump had and, and, and we're going to change it up a little. We, we don't want you to stay in Mexico. We want that train full of illegals uh, coming right on up and coming right on across. But once you get across, we want you to stay in Texas. Yeah, that's my plan. Yeah, we, on your way up, when you're taking that train ride, maybe you can uh, hop on one of those uh, WhatsApp ads, because, you know, uh, he knows what he's talking about, and find your way to Plum Grove, Texas. To go there. Get yourself to Liberty County, Texas, and uh, find your way uh, to Plum Grove. And once you're there, uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, there is this great little place it's just popping up by leaps and bounds. You're going to love it. Uh, you can fly whatever flag you want to fly. Uh, you don't even have to live in a house. You can just go to Colony Ridge and, and set yourself up a tent. Won't that be phenomenal? <laughs> Once you establish something like a Colony Ridge, it's going to continue to expand outwards. And it will become a stronghold for the cartels, too, by the way. That's not just some random concern that's being expressed by Republicans uh, or conservatives or Christians or just people that live in the state of Texas and are tired of the BS. It is a legitimate concern. We already see influence uh, being exerted there. And it's going to continue to get worse because for the very reason we pointed out, they like going there because there's not a lot in the way of law enforcement there. So almost no law enforcement, uh, all kinds of illegal activity already happening just by virtue of illegal migrants, these illegal aliens being there. Why the hell not when it comes to the cartels? I mean, seriously. Uh, it, it's a freaking open invitation. Why would you turn it down? Way too much money and way too many weapons and drugs that you can just smuggle back and forth and uh, don't even get started on the human trafficking side of it. Way too easy to make so much money. Why would you not do it? I mean, they've already proven they have no morals proven that they are criminals. That's why they're part of the cartels. They're already doing the human trafficking and the moving of illegal drugs, uh, including fentanyl uh, and all the rest. So again, when you're at that point, what would stop them? You're giving them an engraved invitation. 
oh no, but we're going to force the rest of the state uh, to expand to this right to shelter mandate. It's only going to bring more of them there. This is not a mystery. In fact, half the people that are pushing this idea, they're not so stupid as to to not understand it. They do understand it, and they're going to try and pretend like somehow it's an unintended consequence when it happens. We had no way of knowing. Uh, Joe Biden said he was going to make them stay in Texas like he even could. Once you just turn them loose in the interior, you're not controlling where they're going. In many cases, you're helping them to go to other places, but you're not controlling them and where they go. They're going wherever they want. Anyway, I digress. Back to the story. At least four New York counties have issued executive orders blocking the new migrants from being placed in their communities. And good for them. Several more need to. They need to demonstrate the fact that uh, in the face of disaster, uh, they actually are capable of exercising some common sense and working in the best interest of the taxpaying citizens of their communities, because that's who they work for, not the migrants, not the illegals, and certainly not the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party doesn't work for them. So, again, you've got at least four of these counties. These counties are also suing New York City for attempting to resettle these migrants into their areas. And yet another proposal from the Group of 20 is to dip into New York's Economic Uncertainties Fund, which currently does hold about $13 billion. And I got to tell you, I'm impressed that a place run by Democrats can manage to hang on to any extra money as much as they like to spend it or find a way to slip it into their own pockets. So, you know, $13 billion just sitting around waiting for an emergency, uh, that's actually kind of impressive. Until you realize the number of citizens in New York and how much should actually be in the coffers. But if you don't look at that, and you just look at it the way I said, mostly Democrats, uh, especially in the political office, okay, i I Way more than I would have expected. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Not because they couldn't have the money, not because they shouldn't have the money, but because they actually left that much alone. So New York City is struggling to to absorb more than, right now, final count, uh, most recent count, it's north of 113,000 migrants. These are people that have just shown up in the city since last spring. Nearly 60,000 of them are still being housed on the city's dime. And that's going to continue because of the really bad policy that, oh, we all have a right to shelter. When you add additional rights, uh, rather than establishing individual responsibility, you put a heavy burden on the folks that are actually paying for all of it. But Democrats don't care about that. The city's already spent more than $1.2 billion on the migrants, and it's projected that it's going to spend up to $5 billion. Uh, okay, you know, you're already cutting into that New York uncertainty fund pretty, pretty heavy. Quoting here from Mayor Eric Adams. 
This issue will destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. Well, thank you, Eric Adams, uh, current mayor of the city of New York, for recognizing what border town and border state communities have been telling you for, at this point, decades. Uh, Your response then was, Your response then was, we're a sanctuary city or state, depending on if you're in California or not. And we believe that we should just welcome all these people. And it's real easy to signal that virtue until they actually start showing up at your doorstep, isn't it, Mayor Adams? Real easy to signal the virtue. Not so easy to live that virtue. It's not just New York City in danger of being destroyed, Mayor Adams. It's the entire nation. We are being invaded. It may not be a military invasion, but it might as well be. And some of the folks that are coming across the border are intent on acts of terrorism or militant behavior. So make no mistake about it. Invasion is the appropriate word. It's not inflammatory language. These people are illegal aliens, and some of them are very much intent on nefarious goals, not just coming to make a better life for themselves. Although, even that, if you don't do it the right way, it's still a criminal act. And I would make the argument that if a citizen is not permitted to engage in a criminal act and risk losing everything from their freedom to all of their property uh, to basically, oh, I worked hard to build a life. Too bad that I was engaged in criminal activity to get there. They don't hesitate to destroy families and destroy someone's life if they deem it to have been criminal. Usually they're deeming the criminal activity to be something other than they themselves have decided to permit. You got out of line there, Billy. You started selling drugs on my corner, and now you got to go to prison. Not that that would ever happen anywhere in the country. (laughs) Anyway, the situation in New York, it sparked tension between New York's Democratic leaders and the the Biden administration, uh, with the governor and Mayor Adams calling for more federal help with the migrant crisis. But you see, here's the problem. Even then, while there's tensions rising, they're still asking for the Democrats' version of the solution, which is no solution at all. Hey, send us more money. The solution is, hey, Joe, close the southern border. Get control of the southern border. Start deporting those people that crossed illegally, you don't get a hearing about sanctuary status if you don't seek asylum the proper way. And that's to come into a legal port of entry and say, I'm in desperate need of asylum. I request asylum. Sanctuary, sanctuary. Crossing the border at some illegal point getting caught, and then asking for sanctuary. That's not the way you get to become 
a legal resident. You don't get to have a hearing. Now, the Biden administration does it. Uh, the Obama administration did it. Hell, the Trump administration was doing it because that's the precedent that's been set. But in accordance to the letter of the law that has not been changed, altered, or edited, just no longer enforced, you don't get to have a hearing on whether or not you get to seek asylum if you illegally enter the country. You're supposed to legally do it. There is a process to do it. The solution, my dear, dear Democratic friends, is to have the border under control. And it can be done. Now, granted, you're probably not going to cut off 100%, but if you just all of a sudden showed you were serious about trying, it would drop 50%. Hell, we had folks that were self-deporting once it became clear that Donald Trump was winning the election. Why? Because they expected he was going to be serious about it. He was going to cut down on it. He was going to go after illegals. He was going to start deporting people. So people got out of the country. People went ahead and took off. They were afraid that we might actually start enforcing the laws as they exist, meaning that if they got caught here illegally, they'd never had the opportunity to legally immigrate here. Just a little thing that most people don't seem to even know is actually the law. Well, if they don't enforce it and the courts don't enforce it, how can you say, well, well, surely Congress has changed it. Nope, Congress is too lazy. When was the last time Congress did its job? When was the last time an elected official at any level of the government that you know of did their job? I mean, if you're lucky, maybe you got some local folks, maybe a mayor, some city council, maybe, maybe even a county commissioner or two that actually show up and do the work and try to serve the community. But you get much past that, then good luck. You, there's some places where maybe you can still find one or two good state representatives or a state senator. But, uh, yeah, start the, the higher up that office gets, the rarer and rarer that public servant becomes. So, yeah. Congress, whether you're talking about the House or the Senate, they haven't done their job in a long time. And Biden's Department of Homeland Security, well, they have since given New York City eh, 140 million taxpayer dollars, uh, saying that, okay, here's federal funding, uh, an effort to address the migrant crisis. Uh, but meanwhile, Mayor Adams says it would take more aid to get the situation under control. Why? Because it always takes more. Because money's not the issue. It's actually stemming the tide that's the issue. And just making it convenient and easy and giving them a place to stay that was at least on par, if not better than what they're running away from, you're again inviting the problem to get worse. This is not rocket science. This is not you trying to calculate a re-entry vector for a space shuttle when all of a sudden you misfired a thruster and your angle has changed, so now you have to get in and take into account the coefficients of, of friction and, and the 
all, all the other factors that are required to make the math work again so that you don't just burn up in the atmosphere. That's not the kind of math we're talking about. This is simple one plus one. Even the dumbest of Democrats can do that math. If you start with a problem, then you add gasoline to the fire, the flames get higher. Problem worse. That's what's going on here. Now, Throw on top of that, the fact that Mayor Adams has also been rather vocal about uh, the migrants causing other problems for New York, besides just the overcrowding, the uh, issues with the emergency shelter system. Some have caused public disturbances. They've been rowdy, or actually criminal. Uh, who could have seen that coming? Meanwhile, business owners in Manhattan say that... Uh, their businesses are suffering significantly due to the chaos spilling out into the streets from hotels that are currently being used to shelter the migrants. Migrants have been spotted drinking and using drugs inside the hotels as well. Meanwhile, New Yorkers are getting more frustrated. More than four in ten New York State residents, in fact, it's coming out at about 41%, so it's just slightly more than four out of every ten, they say that they support a border wall spanning the entire length of the country's southern border with Mexico. That, according to a poll released from Siena College that we actually talked about in a recent other past broadcast. Even in deep blue New York City, 38% of the folks living there said that they would support a border wall. They're down there chanting, build the wall, build the wall. Donald Trump is in a position now to make a lot of New York Democrats happy. The happiest he's made a New York Democrat since he first declared as a Republican. All right, let's go ahead and take the uh, mid-hour break. Before I do that, I do need to remind you about our friends at Vanish Holster. Uh, again, Vanish Holster, they've been trying uh, throughout the Biden presidency to hold prices down. And unfortunately, in the age of Bidenomics, it's just, it's becoming impossible. So there's, it's not a question of when, it's a question of if, and most like, no, it's not a question of if, it's a question, it's a matter of when, and most likely that when is going to be before the end of the year. So please take advantage of the full buying power that your dollar has right now before prices have to go up. Visit our friends over at Vanish Holster and check out all the ways that they're still desperately trying to save you money. They're trying to save you money by virtue of having, well, what is according to thousands of their customers, the most comfortable holster ever. Uh, that saves you money because it means you're going to use it. You're going to carry it. It's not going to suddenly, because it's not so comfortable, end up being left in a drawer somewhere and you never use it. So all the money you spend on it becomes just wasted cash. Saves you money that way. It also saves you money in so much that it works with just about all semi-automatic handguns. So you don't have to have a different holster for every one of your different uh, handguns. 
And that's a plus. If you, like a lot of people I know, uh, and myself included, happen to have multiple handguns, it's really nice to be able to just have the holster and you can switch out whatever you're carrying. You can do that with this. It's also designed to work without a tactical belt, so there's one of those hidden expenses that maybe you're not thinking about when you pick out that holster. It's not a concern here. Plus, uh, the upside here as well is it will carry two additional magazines in the event you make, uh, you need to do a quick reload. You're covered. And uh, it's also designed to let you carry in multiple positions. So if one position's not working too good for you, you can find a position that works better, and bam, you're still carrying. And crisis averted, you're still saving money. But you've got to act before you lose the buying power of your dollar. I mean, good grief, Biden and company are trying desperately to take all your buying power away. Go visit them at www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. You want to make sure you use the backslash T-A-P-P because that will, in fact, automatically activate for you a 40 dollar discount on top of whatever else you've got going on take advantage of that while you can you're just it's silly if you're if you decide to check them out and you decide you want to do it and you've been waiting and you've been putting it off stop procrastinating there's there's no time left get it while your dollar still has some value please www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. Suck upon somebody on a sidewalk Carjacking old lady at a red light The Department of Homeland Security continues to reward illegal border crossers instantly with $332.5 million. Yup, your taxes at work. While the Biden administration punishes we the people. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. The Biden administration is on a never-ending mission to allegedly destroy our ability to properly raise our own children, worship Yahweh, live in peace and tranquility. Eat healthy food, utilize gas stoves, protect ourselves from thugs, etc., etc. Homeland Security has rewarded ungrateful illegal border crossers with $332.5 million tax dollars for temporary shelter while they await being dropped off throughout the USA in large cities, suburbs, little towns, and hamlets. Even the beaches of Waikiki and along the beautiful Pacific Coast Highway in sunny California. This latest move by the government is part of a long list of actions the current regime has taken to destroy our unique, exceptional nation way of life. They seek to make life so miserable 
that we will one day beg big government to take full control of society and make us safe. But if you're one willing to give up your liberty for so-called security, you deserve neither. I'm Ron Edwards. Let's meet on the next page from the Edwards Notebook. See ya! Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year and a half a million children being treated in the ER each year for a head injury, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. Damn you, You're listening to Tap into the Truth. America. We are, we are, we are. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, do have to continue to chant, Let's Go Brandon, um, because we're all part of the FJB Club. All right, before we get back into action, I want to remind you again that, you know, as we transition from summer into fall, there's a lot of instability in the atmosphere. This leads to severe weather. So natural disasters, terrible storms, these are reasons why you might not be able to get to a grocery store. Uh, for an extended period of time. Also reasons why your power might be off. These are reasons why you should already be a customer with our friends at 4Patriots. They've got stuff that's going to help you get through any extended period of time without the modern conveniences that we have all come to rely upon. So whether you're talking about that lovely grocery store down the street where you can pick up a week's worth of food, all of a sudden, it's not available. You need a Four Patriots survival food kit. In fact, you probably need more than one, but, you know, it's a start. I'm asking you to check out and see what they've got going so that you can see how good it really is. And then you're going to be hard-pressed to stop you from ordering more. Uh, and in my case, you're going to be hard-pressed to get other people in the house to leave it alone long enough for you to build up a supply. Uh, that's my problem, though. Hopefully, it won't be yours. Uh, also, what happens if, I don't know, you have a CPAP machine that you rely on to keep you alive through the night or some other medical device that requires electricity, but your power goes out for an extended period of time? Well... Our friends over at Four Patriots got a few solutions to help you out with that as well. Bottom line is, you really shouldn't be wasting a lot of time sitting here listening to me. Go see for yourself. Go to fourpatriots.com and just look at everything they've got to offer. I'm still looking at that solar-powered freezer chest. It's like it looks like a giant cooler that's designed to keep things frozen and. It has solar charging capabilities. It's a phenomenal piece of equipment. I will eventually have one. I just, I keep trying to talk myself out of it because, you know, it is kind of pricey. I'll, I'll give you that. But that's the other side is 4Patriots has payment plans available too. So you don't have to, to be trapped in that uh, hard to get to place where it's, I can't afford not to but I can't afford to. It's like you're not stuck there. You can't afford it. You just, you know, make the payments, do the payment plans. But they got a lot of stuff that's not as pricey, but definitely will stand as the gap between you and the fall of society uh, should that be a thing that's going on around you. Uh, again, just visit them, 4 Don't forget to use promo code TAP. That's T-A-P-P. Now use that at checkout. Save yourself 10% on everything at the store. That's the number four. No, don't spell out the word four. It's the number four, patriots.com. Use promo code TAP. Thomas Apple Paul Paul, T-A-P-P. Save yourself 10%. In the age of Bidenomics, who can afford not to save money? All right, so this next story, some people are kind of playing off like it's no big deal. And on the surface, it's easy enough to see that. But there are some serious things at play with the story, and we'll see if I leave myself enough time to opine about it. 
bottom line here is that a lot of senators are starting to speak out about the decision to relax the dress code in the Senate um, for senators. I did find it kind of unusual that if you're going to relax the dress code, why doesn't that also apply to the people that don't normally work there? You know, guests, for example. Nope, guests have to wear a suit or uh, business-appropriate attire if you happen to be and identify as a female. Uh, if you're a male, you better be in a suit, jacket and tie. Gotta, gotta look professional. If you're part of the staff, oh, same thing. You gotta look the part. Dress code has not been relaxed for you. But if you are a senator, well, now you can show up wearing hoodies and gym shorts all you want to. Uh, I guess a lot of folks are starting to call this the Fetterman rule. <laughs> uh, the reason, of course, obviously, it is John Fetterman, the Democrat from Pennsylvania, suffering from a stroke, still has not recovered uh, from said stroke. Uh, at this point, kind of wonder if he ever will. Uh, he's initially showed up uh, following the dress code, but now all of a sudden just doesn't seem to be able to put on anything other than a hoodie. So what's up with that? I mean, if you're not capable of doing the job, maybe you should step down. If you're not capable of at least showing enough respect for the position, respect for your constituents who elected you, who put you there, that you can at least put on a suit and tie, if that's too much to ask, then what business do you have being there? I mean, it's a legitimate question. Now, I've already told you that uh, Fetterman was a bit of a criminal back in the day. His uh, <laughs> spent a lot of time on one particular episode back in uh, November of the election year talking about uh, a land development deal that he was heavily involved with and basically just ended up buying up a bunch of land himself after getting a sweetheart price. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose technically he worked around the edges enough so that you couldn't directly say he had violated a law, but certainly violated the spirit of the law, if not the letter of it. John Fetterman is not a good guy, and he's not the best that Pennsylvania had to offer. Granted, the Republicans probably could have done a little better in fact, I know they could have done better. I've had folks on the show that were in that race and did not win the Republican primary, uh, primarily due to the fact that everybody thought that Dr. Oz would make a better candidate. We like Dr. Oz because people know who he is and, and stuff. And as it turned out, everybody in Pennsylvania knew who he was and Three-quarters of the people that should have been voting for him in the general election, uh, they didn't see him as being a Pennsylvanian. Anyway, here's the deal. In case you've been under a rock and haven't heard about it, uh, Chuck Schumer has directed the Senate's sergeant-at-arms to stop enforcing the informal rules dictating that members wear business attire 
on the Senate floor. The change was tailored to only affect senators and not staff members or guests. Quoting here from Chucky Boy, Senators are able to choose what they wear on the Senate floor. I will continue to wear a suit. He, of course, was talking to Axios at the time. They were the first news outlet to report on the change over the weekend. So, you know, look at Axios actually doing something akin to journalism. As the story went viral, a lot of the 100 members of the Senate began to react to the news uh, in this brand new clothing paradigm. Some Republicans joked about it offered wild outfit ideas while others complained about the change and indicated that they were not concerned. I'm wondering why you're complaining about it if you're not concerned. Seems to me like eh, if you're not concerned, it's not worthy of complaint. But hey, human beings, right? Uh, some of us just like to complain. Senator Susan Collins, for example, she joked to reporters that she planned to wear a bikini, uh, at least according to NBC News. Fox News reported uh, the senator clarified, quote, obviously, I'm not going to wear a bikini. <laughs> but the fact is, as I understand it, I could. You know, I, I think some of these folks should. I think a lot of these folks should, in fact, show how absurd it is. I mean, everything's become a joke at this point. Everything's a travesty. We're in the midst of a banana republic. We're no longer a constitutionally federated republic. So why not? Ted Cruz got in on the action. He thought it would be funny. He shared a gift, Jeff, however you prefer to pronounce it, of a shirtless Jack Black in the 2006 luchador comedy film Nacho Libre. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen it, uh, you should. It's funny. Uh, Jack Black often hits the mark. If you are a Lucha Libre fan, you'll get a big kick out of it. If you're not, yeah, there's still some parts that you'll probably find funny. So it's worth a watch regardless. But anyway, Nacho Libre, if you haven't seen it, see it. Anyway, in response to Ted Cruz sharing Jack Black from Nacho Libre, sending it to... Senator Eric Smith asking if they will see Cruz in uh, these uh, similar type of clothing and in a tank top. Uh, obviously, their uh, colleagues, Senator John Corrin, asked on X, formerly Twitter, double standard. He later added, flip-flops, cutoffs, and t-shirts for all along with a laughing emoji. So they're getting a kick out of it while trying to still demonstrate the absurdity of the rule. It is kind of sad. It's like here you've got Eric Smith saying, Hey, Ted, can I come in showing up wearing shorts and a tank top? And he sends the Jack Black Lucha Libre topless. He's like, nah, man, this is me. <sighs> Police firefighters, judges, pilots. What do these people have in common? They have uniforms. Ours is a suit and tie. 
We shouldn't abandon it because it's more comfortable to wear sweats. That, of course, is a quote from Senator Mike Lee, one of the few remaining voices of common sense and decency uh, operating in the United States Senate. Which also leads me to question why the fine folks of Utah, who I dearly love as a big chunk of this audience, for the longest time having uh, been on KYAS, no, K-A-Y, let's see, it's been so long now that I don't even remember the call letters. My bad, sorry guys. Uh, but uh, having been on Utah's Talk Authority, they were the first radio show to carry a tap into the truth. And we moved around time slots because the, the listenership in Utah demanded it. And sadly, a lot of you have dropped off on following the show uh, via podcast after the radio station closed. But uh, I do still love you guys in Utah. And I love the fact that you will elect somebody like Mike Lee, still trying to scratch my heads, why you would have elect the carpetbagger from Massachusetts, who is not seeking re-election. <laughs> anyway, a Huffington Post reporter said that uh, Lisa Murkowski indicated that she was fine with the new dress code, saying, quote, I'm not so hung up on things to think that every single day a man needs to wear a necktie. If I had my way, we would have summer casual for men so we don't have the air conditioning so low and spend so much money keeping this place cold. Wow. Sounds to me like she just needs to uh, retire and move to uh, a place a little more to her liking. Or actually, I think she probably lives in a place that she likes much better. But anyway, uh, Mitch McConnell, he was asked if he would restore the old rules if Republicans take the upper chamber. Uh, he was quoted uh, in The Hill as saying, I think I'm pretty safe in saying most, if not all, Republican senators think we ought to dress up to go to work. So I can't imagine that we're going to be wearing jeans on the Senate floor anytime soon. Uh, that's a really good non-answer there, uh, Mitch. Uh, he has mastered the art of not answering the question, like most politicians have. Here's the thing. When it comes to the Republicans, you're probably not going to need to make a rule. The rule's going to have to be there to keep the Democrats in line. The Democrats are the only ones that keep getting out of line. They're the only ones that refuse to follow the rules. The rules are there for a reason, and they always have been. A part of how you manage to maintain a sense of decorum especially in the Senate, because the Senate's where they're supposed to maintain decorum. They're supposed to they're supposed to be the house for the states and for states' rights. They're not supposed to be duking it out and dueling on the floor. That's what the house is for. That, that's where the people's representatives are supposed to be. They are supposed to get ruly and rowdy and down and dirty and occasionally step off 10 paces, a turn, and fire. That's <laughs> not typically how we solve political issues these days, but that's what the House is for. The Senate is supposed to be different. And if 
dressing the part is so hard, if wearing the uniform of the position is so hard, again, if it's that big of a deal, why are you holding on to the office? Just resign. John Fetterman, you should have resigned before Election Day. You should have stepped out of the race. You should have went home and focused on getting better. You're still not better. We see it. Your reaction to the announcement of a impeachment inquiry. Dude, did you think that was a clever retort? Did you think you were owning the Republicans? Because the only thing that you were owning was a very bad, bad impersonation of a comedian from 1960s where you look like a refugee from the Munsters. Of course, that's pretty much the way you look all the time, but that's not the point. (laughs) Excuse me. The point is, get out of the damn shorts, get out of the damn tank top, the sweatshirt, put on some respectable threads. We know you have them. We know that you're capable Just do it. Look the part. You're never going to act the part. You're part of the wrong party for that. But at least look the part. Stop lowering the bar, guys. That's the real issue here. That's the important aspect of this story. Keep lowering the bar. Stop lowering the bar. And now I'm talking to you guys out there. The electorate. Folks that are voting for these folks. Stop lowering the ball. Stop settling for the lesser of two evils and start voting. Start nominating and then voting for people that are going to elevate, that are going to raise the bar, that are going to do the work of the people. That's going to have to be it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, as always, for being here. As always, I appreciate it. Don't forget to tune in for the live show on Friday night. And in the meanwhile... Don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. Hey, Joe. They say building back make America that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say. Stick your progress where the sun don't shine. Keep your big mess away from me and mine. If you leave us alone, well, we'd all be just Real 
powerless if the good are unafraid hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.